Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa salatu wa salamu ala ashraf al-anbiya wal-mursaleen. Sayyidina wa nabiyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Wa man tabi'ahum bi ihsanin ila yawmiddin. Amma ba'du fa'udhu billahi min ash-shaytanir rajim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Wathkurullaha kathiran la'allakum tuflihun. Sadaqallahu al-azim. Respected brothers and sisters in Islam and honorable listeners, honorable ulama'i kiram, it's a great honor to be here. And this Mubarak Majlis and this very blessed endeavor where you have the, mashallah, Team Fajr and you have these morning and evening du'as and you have the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala until the rising of the sun. This amal and this practice, what the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam, what did he say about this? This amal of performing Salatul Fajr with Jamaat in the Masjid. And then sitting in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala till the rising of the sun. And then performing Salatul Ishraq and then continuing with your day. What did Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam say about this? First and foremost, he said, Man salla salat subhi fahuwa fi dhimmatillah. The one who performs the morning prayer as the ulama explained with Jamaat, the one who performs the morning prayer with Jamaat, he is in the special protection and guarantee of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is number one. And you can imagine the one who has secured for himself the guarantee and the protection of Allah for that day. What else can that person ask for? This is starting of the day. This is just the blessing of Salatul Fajr. Man salla salat al-subhi fahuwa fi dhimmatillah The one who performs salatul fajr with jamaat in the masjid He is in the special protection of Allah The hadith continues So let not anyone then in any way try to harm or hurt someone Who is in the guaranteed protection of Allah It's a warning from Allah Azza wa Jal Now you can imagine what an important value this has That we have to have Salatul Fajr with Jamaat in our life and begin our day in this manner every single day. So many halat, so many conditions people complain about, whether it's financial conditions, whether it's spiritual conditions, whether it's mental conditions, whether it's outside you know, situations or halat, but here is the guaranteed promise of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. If with this intention, I was recently in, in, in Istanbul and in the Masjid of Sultan Muhammad Fatih, the great Sultan Muhammad Fatih, who was the conqueror of Constantinople. In his Mubarak Masjid, the Imam, after Salatul Fajr, mentioned this hadith. And he said, when we come to perform Salatul Fajr, and in Salatul Fajr, Rasul Akram Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has promised protection we should make the intention that, Oh Allah, through this Salatul Fajr, I want you to protect my nafs from shaitan. I want you to protect me from all harms that are seen and unseen. He says, That your deeds are based upon the attention. If we perform Salatul Fajr, knowing that we are guaranteed protection, you make the intention for what you want protection for. Someone is suffering because of their nafs. 
Someone is suffering because of their lust. Somebody is suffering because of their addictions. A person, wallahi, cannot conquer these things except with the help of Allah Azza wa Jal. So what do we do? These amal that we have, these treasures that have been given to us by the Prophet ﷺ, when we do them, we make intention of all of those things that are ailing us, all of those things that we suffer from, all of those things that are pulling us down, we use as a weapon these amal that Rasul Akram gave us. So don't just come empty-minded. A lot of us, when we perform any of our deeds, this is the way that we, unfortunately, do not maximize. There is a way of maximizing our amal, maximizing our deeds, that you're doing something very small. Salatul Fajr right now, what was it? It was 10 minutes, 15 minutes. But that 15 minutes can actually be maximized. The effect of that 15 minutes can be multiplied. The effect of that 15 minutes can be magnified. How can it be magnified? Through intention. That is why the ulama mentioned, Niyatul mu'mini khayrun min amalihi. This is the meaning of Niyatul mu'mini khayrun min amalihi. The intention of a believer is better than the actual action. Because the niyat can be as many intentions that you make at that time. So my point being is, this is the first point, the Salatul Fajr that we performed. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned that the one who performs Salatul Fajr with Jamaat in the Masjid, what does he attain? He attains the protection and the guarantee of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In that, as the honorable imam mentioned a very beautiful advice that in the amal that we do make an intention that this amal of mine is to conquer my nafs this amal of mine is to conquer my addiction this amal of mine is to conquer my lusts my desires which i have no power over it's it, it's attacking me every day as soon as I start my day, that nafs comes and attacks me. Make intention, O oh Allah Ta'ala, this Salatul Fajr, which your beloved Prophet has said that this is a guaranteed protection. O oh Allah Ta'ala, make this Salatul Fajr a protection from my nafs, a protection from shaitan, a protection from all of my seen and unseen enemies, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. The second point, brothers and sisters, is this Amal. This Mashallah, very Mubarak deed that we just performed, Salatul Fajr, and sitting in Allah Ta'ala's remembrance till the rising of the sun. This amal, as mentioned in a Sahih Hadith by the Prophet والسلام, is the most beloved practice to the Prophet He says, the most beloved thing to me, more than anything, more than the, everything that the world, everything which is in this world, or in one riwayat he says, that for me to sit with a group of people in the remembrance of Allah after the Salatul Fajr till the sun rises it is more beloved to me than everything upon which the sun rises meaning than the entire world subhanallah keep in mind that this Mubarak Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is being revived 
and make intention that this is a sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, which he said, it is more beloved to me than everything on this earth. Everything upon which the sun rises. Imagine how powerful is that amal. Some of the things the Prophet ﷺ can't explain every single detail. He will give ishara and that ishara, right? Al-aqilu takfihi al-ishara. That ishara that the Prophet ﷺ gave us, that this is this action to sit with a group of people remembering Allah till the rising of the sun is more beloved to me than everything in this world, than everything upon which the sun rises. Now you can imagine how powerful and how effective and how uh, important this amal is. Why? What was in this? What was in this practice? What was in this amal that the Prophet ﷺ, he loved it so much? There must have been something in it. So brothers and sisters, keeping these virtues in mind, this is something extremely important. That any amal that we do, whether it's the morning dhikrs, whether it's Salatul Fajr, whether it's um, remembering Allah Azza wa Jal, whether it's Salatul Ishraq, keeping the rewards of the actions in mind when we do them. In doing this, we will maximize the effect. We will maximize the effect, we will magnify the effect of that upon our hearts. Shaykh Abdul Haq Muhaddis Dehlawi Rahmatullah very great Muhaddis Shariah of Mishkat Sharif, he wrote to one of the courtiers of Shah Jahan, one of the Nawabs of the court of Shah Jahan, the great Mughal king, the great Mughal emperor. He wrote to him an advice. He said, give me some advice, O Shaykh. He said, my advice is, he says that Padashi Amalku Khial Miraku. The rewards of the deeds keep it in mind. And this seems like a very insignificant advice, but this is a very, very powerful advice. And we see many of the ayat of the Quran and many of the ahadith of the Prophet is basically this. It is mentioning to us the virtues of the Amal and the evil consequences of the wrongdoings. This is what most of the ahadith and many of the ayat of the Quran is about. At-targhib wa-targhib. Many of the ulama and many of the mashayikh, Imam al-Munziri rahimahullah ta'ala, and Imam Bukhari, and Imam Muslim, and Imam Tirmidhi, and many of the uh, hadith masters in their kitabs, whole sections is just, right, fada'il of a'mal, virtues of deeds. Many of the ahadith is targhib and tarheeb, encouragements for the righteous deeds and discouragements of the evil deeds. And the whole objective of this, brothers and sisters, is when we are doing that amal, keep that hadith in mind. When you are performing Salatul Fajr, keep that hadith in mind, that this is a protection and it's a, 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 a guardian for me. When you are sitting with a group of people remembering Allah Azza wa Jal till the rising of the sun, Keep this amal, keep this reward in mind. Keep this virtue and fadilat in mind. That this is what? This is the most beloved practice to the Prophet ﷺ. If we do this, hamari amal mein jaan aajayegi. As Hazrat Mawlana Ilyas rahmatullahi used to say, and this was the objective of reading fazail amal. What was the objective of reading fazail amal? Exactly what Shaykh Abdul Haq Muhaddis Dehlawi rahmatullahi said is that keeping the rewards of the deeds in mind when you are doing them. When you give charity, 
when you perform salat, when you wake up for tahajjud, when you are making khidmat of your mother and father, when you are going upon on, on the job, at that time, make the intention of the rewards that have been promised for that. Don't be empty-minded. And when you do that, there will be effect in your amal. There will be life in your deeds. There will be, your, your deeds will have such an effect that it will be very powerful. Your small deeds that you do will have an effect. It will be far-reaching, more than what you can imagine when your intention is that I am doing it for this reason. I am doing it for Allah's sake. I am giving this charity for this reason. Khasatan lillahi ta'ala. Khalisan lillahi ta'ala. Only for the sake of Allah Azza wa Jal. Then your amal will have such an effect that you're doing small things. But the effect of that amal is far-reaching beyond your imagination. There's a hadith in Bukhari Sharif. Mu'azafar Ahmad Usmani, he brings this hadith to show the far-reaching effect of intention. And he says this. He says there was a person who said, لَأَتَصَدَّقَنَّ بِصَدَقَةً and this riwayat is in Bukhari. He says, I will most definitely give charity for the sake of Allah. So what does he do? He is so sincere. He wants to do it only for Allah's sake. So what does he do? He hides in the darkness of the night. And the person who comes from around the corner, he takes this money and puts it in the hand of the first person who comes around. It was a small village. So the announcement was made in the morning. Oh, somebody gave sadaqah to the rich man. Someone in the night, some foolish man gave sadaqah to the richest, the millionaire of the village. So he realized my money didn't go to the right place. But what did he say? Again, that night, that evening, I will most definitely give sadaqah. I don't care. I'm going to give a khas special sadaqah for the sake of Allah. Keep in mind his sincerity keep in mind the effect of his intention keep in mind his it's not his mind is not empty okay just donate press the button and khudaf is no his mind is very very focused that i want to give this charity ta'ala. so then he goes again in the darkness of the night somebody's coming around the corner he doesn't see he just puts it in the hand of the first person who comes in the morning it was announced that the charity was given to a bad woman who earns a living in a haram way. Oh, you know, what foolish person was this? He gave his money to this bad woman. The next day he says, I don't care. I am definitely going to give a khas special sadaqah for Allah's sake. I, will do, I want to do this sincerely. I don't want anyone to know of what I am doing. So again, that night he hides and then somebody comes around the corner. The first person who comes, he puts that sadaqah in the hand. In the morning it was announced, Oh, tasaddaqa ala sariq. He gave sadaqah to a, to, a, to a robber. He gave sadaqah to a thief. So what does he say? Oh yeah, and at the end of each one, he says, Alhamdulillah. He says, Alhamdulillah ala fulan. Alhamdulillah. He says, Alhamdulillah that Allah gave me the opportunity to give sadaqah. Alhamdulillah. Yani what happened, happened. Alhamdulillah ala sariq. Alhamdulillah ala al-ghani. Alhamdulillah ala al-baghiyya. He's saying each time, thanks be to Allah for giving me the opportunity. Thanks to Allah for giving me the opportunity. Yani even when it didn't go right, 
because his intention was solely and sincerely for Allah's sake, he was still grateful and he did not stop. And the story ends here. But the Prophet ﷺ then says, what was the effect? What then happened of this charity that me and you from the zahir, from the apparent, we look at this charity and we say, oh, Mufti Sahib gives fatwa. This, uh, this uh, zakat was not fulfilled. Yes, from the, from the, from the zakat per perspective, from the technical and the zahiri perspective, maybe it was not done. Maybe it was not correct, technically. But the intention of this person was so khalis, so pure for the sake of Allah, that when that sadaqah that was so pure, it reached the hand of that bad woman, she made tawbah from her lifestyle. She said, I will never ever do this and earn money in this haram way ever again. The thief, he made tawbah from his robbing and his lifestyle. He said, I will never steal from anyone again. They are such sincere people that are giving money for free. And I am robbing people. What a shame upon me. That sadaqah that he gave had so much power in it. It had so much effect in it. It had so much jaan in it. That it made the sadiq and the thief make tawbah from his amal. And the rich man who was probably stingy when he received the money, he made tawbah from his stinginess. And he said, by Allah, they are such sincere people who are giving money in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blindly, not even seeing who it is. What is the matter with me? How can I not give? I make tawbah from my stinginess. Subhanallah, that was the effect of sadaqah. The effect of that sincere sadaqah had the effect of a thousand dawats. Had the effect of a thousand admonitions. Had the effect of a thousand bayans. But nobody heard a bayan. Nobody heard a single word of a lecture. Nobody gave that bad woman a lecture. That, hey, bad woman, you need to change this lifestyle. This is not the way you should earn. Your earning is haram. Change your ways. Nobody gave her a bayan. She only received sadaqah, which was with the pure intention. My dear brothers and sisters, how powerful is this intention? That this intention can actually transform our amal to things that will transform the world. Our actions can transform the world. Our deeds that we do secretly and in the unseen, and our deeds that we do for ourselves and for no one else, it can have such an effect that it will bring and transform and change the world. This was the sir. This was the secret in the practices and in the righteous actions of the salaf. Inshallah, I have intention to talk about the importance of following the ways of the salaf, studying the biographies of the salaf. What was the difference between their actions and what was the difference between our actions? Subhanallah, I remember in the 90s, jamaats would come. These jamaats would come from villages in Bangladesh, villages in like mountains of Pakistan. They would sell like their goats and cows and then they would come to America and they don't know, they're speaking a Pashto that even the Pashto speaking people don't know what type of Pashto they're talking. They're speaking like a Bangla that even people who speak Bangla, they don't know what type of Bangla these people are speaking. Like at some Ajib dialect because they're villagers. He would come in this masjid and they would start doing some amal. And you see these, some of these masajid, they're empty. 
after three days that this jamaat is there, the whole masjid is filled. And these, nobody, can, nobody even understands what these people are saying. I was one of them. I'm like a high school kid. And there would be these jamaats. They would come from like Bangladesh and villages in Pakistan. And, and then they would come. And you would just want to come and be in the masjid. You just want to come and pray. And what was it about these people? It wasn't that they could give good bayan. It wasn't that they had, you know, they booked a huge, you know, uh, uh, stadium with 5,000 people and they call, you know, some famous guy and everybody comes and Ooh, everybody's screaming at the top of their lungs. And now, okay, let, let, you know, let's, let, let, let's fill the stadium. Let's fill the stadium seats with people. They filled the masajid with their sincerity. They filled the masajid with their amal. They filled the masajid with the nur in their hearts. My Shaykh Rahmatullah Hazrat Mahakim Akhtar Sab, he says, when you turn on the fire and you turn on the light, then the moths will already come to the direction of that fire. When you turn on the fire of Allah Ta'ala's muhabbat and you turn on the light of Allah's zikr sincerely in your heart, then automatically the moths that are seeking that light will come towards you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq to attain this sincerity, that we keep the reward of those deeds in our mind. So inshallah what we will do is one of the nabawi azkar is, as is mentioned in a hadith, la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika lah. Lahul mulku wa lahul hamdu wa huwa ala kulli shay'in qadir. A hundred times. Inshallah, we will read this. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. La ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah. Lahul mulku wa lahul hamdu wa huwa ala kulli shay'in qadir. La ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah. Lahul mulku wa lahul hamdu wa ala kulli shay'in qadir. La ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah. Yes, I forgot to mention about this dhikr. What should we remember about this zikr? What intention should we have when making this zikr? So there's many virtues of this. It has been mentioned to be recited one time. It has been mentioned to be recited ten times. And it has also been mentioned in the hadith in different narrations a hundred times. But in the one of, that is mentioned to recite it one hundred times, the Prophet ﷺ said that if a person recites this one hundred times, he will have a protection from Allah, from shaitan, till the evening. And the one who recites it in the evening, he will be protected from shaitan till the morning. There was one Raqi, you know Raqi? Amil. So Amil was taking out the jinn of someone. So this jinn was not coming out of this young man and he was troubling him so much and his whole life was upside down. So this Raqi was saying, come out of this young man. Come, and he says, I'm not going to come. He says, okay. He says, if I come out, I need somebody else to go in. So the Amil said, then come inside of me. So he kept fighting. He said, no, I'm not going to come inside of you. He said, I cannot come inside of you. He said, why can you not come and possess me? He says, the reason why is because you do something due to which I cannot possess you. He says, how do you know about that? He says, there is something you do that I cannot possess you. It's impossible for me. The jinn is speaking. So he said, what is that? He says, you recite, La ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah. Lahul mulku wa lahul hamdu wa huwa ala kulli shayin qadir. A hundred times in the morning and a hundred times in the evening. The amil said, 
the Amil himself said, he said, there is no way that that person could have known that. Nobody knows that. Only I know that I do that Amal. No one else knows. There's no way that he could have known. <laughs> but the, the, the reason he knew is because he saw that block. He saw that protection. And when he saw that protection in me, when I said, possess me, leave this young man. He said, I cannot. It's impossible for me because you have a guaranteed protection from Allah because you make this dhikr. He said it was not possible for him to know this dhikr. That Amil said that after hearing what that jinn said, he said, I realized the power of the sunnah dhikrs. And I realized the power of the sunnah duas. So understand and read these duas with this yaqeen that it will protect us insha'Allah from all the seen and unseen harms and it will connect us to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more important than anything else. La ilaha.